0: Coming up, John and Kevin have their review of Le Cellier and of a bakery at the French Pavilion that no human could pronounce. Coming up next... <laughs> This is The Diz Unplugged, episode number 567 for the week of January 30th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is sponsored by Dreams Unlimited Travel, personalized concierge service for your next Disney vacation. Let Dreams handle all the details of your next visit to Disney, including dining reservations, recreation, fireworks cruises, special events, and more, all at no additional charge. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Now, welcome to the show, everyone uh, from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, and Kathy Whirling, Dustin West, and Craig Williams back on the controls. And uh, in this episode, as I said, uh, John and Kevin had a chance to eat at Le Cellier, the uh, restaurant in the Canada Pavilion at Epcot's World Showcase. And then what is the name of that bakery?
1: Lizal. But it's also patisserie. No, it's like It's the
2: French bakery. It right. is, and Le was uh, an area of France that was their farmers' market. Okay. And for many, many years, I mean, it, it just went away in the seventies. This is where the livestock was brought in. This is where the it, this was their where the market. plague started. <laughs> um, let's talk about those little things first. We went and we we went and re-reviewed uh, Monsieur Paul. They have added a photo of the original three chefs that opened the original.
0: Oh, they put some artwork on the walls? That's it. Not yet, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no right.
2: curtains. Um, however, so we had an email early on when we first did the review that this is very typical. This was not what we noticed when we were in Paris. But I understand that restaurants in France outside of Paris, it's typical to have very little ornamentation and you're there for the food and not the decor. Okay. I will say that the food was every bit as spectacular as it was the first time. That has not changed. And they. Did a fabulous job. We were there about five thirty the other night and had a great view, or a great win- window seat with a nice view. Even if you're at the window, this is never a place you're going to want to watch illuminations or the fireworks because it's just there's too many trees in the way. But it is a beautiful place, and I would recommend this restaurant to absolutely anyone. As for Les Patisserie, it what they've done is it was described to us, and they're absolutely accurate. The giant store and eating area. That were outside of the uh, the movie in France. The store has been made smaller. Still, sold the same French tchotchkes that we have always seen. They've made the eating area bigger, and they've blown out that back wall. There are still two lines that are identical. So you line up, and you line up in a center line, and then you, when you get to the back of the line, you choose whether you go left or right. And your choice should also always be predicated on where there are less people. Uh, We've tried several different things. We've had the pan au chocolat, or the chocolate croissant. We've had a raspberry uh, pudding kind of, raspberry mousse. We've had chocolate mousse. And we've had an apple tart. And it's very much the same kind of thing that was sold in the other Mm -hmm. patisserie. However, they do have more food options. There are sandwiches, and there is quiche. John had an eclair. So we've had several of the things there. And aside from a different location, it reminds me very much. And it seems more streamlined. However, a lot of the character is gone. When you walked into that other patisserie, you walked in like you were walking into someone's kitchen. This is like kind of like you're walking into a food cart at the airport.
3: I said it was like going to your gourmet supermarket and they had the... Like the food in the back. Okay, that's prettier than what I said. but
2: yeah. it's, it's, it's nice, but then you come out in the sitting area, the seating area. The one thing I will tell you is they have enough tables. They do not have enough chairs. Yes. I, we've been there three times now, and every time you sit down, before someone comes out of the line, 12 people want to know if you're using all those chairs. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to add more of those. I think what they're doing is they're putting chairs around the table like it's someone's going to have dinner. People aren't using this for that. They're putting 10 and 12 people at a table,
1: and they all want to sit down. So you need more chairs. I was really surprised the first time we went. It was so crowded. Um, The line inside, the the snaking line inside was all full, and it went almost back to the door. We actually got in line by the wine shop.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Jeez. It was crazy. And... It moved pretty quickly. I mean, I don't think it was fast, fast, but it moves pretty quickly because everything is pre-made and you just sort of catch it. But it was I was surprised at how crowded it was. The second time we went back, there was nobody there. Right. So it's this sort of hit or miss. We met a listener. We don't Danielle. remember. Okay. <laughs> Danielle and her family. I didn't know you were going to ask me. You
2: should um, know everything. They actually heard our voices. So we said hello. It's very nice. I, I can't tell you about the food because both... The last two times we were there was because we went to Monsieur Paul and skipped dessert to go get pastry at the shop.
1: One day we'll go and we'll get, I mean, the uh, sandwiches looked good, the quiche looked good. And so. they're
3: doing a breakfast there now, too, so you can go there for breakfast. There it's are good people t- who are very excited about the idea of getting
2: into World Showcase. Much earlier than it opens And just having breakfast at all.
1: They will ask you when you get into World Showcase What are you doing here Because they want to funnel you to the front of the park But if you tell them I'm going to breakfast Then you can walk back
3: I thought that was so cool That's how I saw it the first time I had that whole part of France pretty much to myself That's awesome
1: That's
0: very neat Cool.
3: Alright, now I'm going to move on to La And I think I'm
2: going to upset a bunch of people Uh oh First of all I keep hearing about well, the theming is so important in a Disney restaurant. That's one of the reasons my kids will be entertained, and that's one of the reasons that we're willing to put up with mediocre food at high prices because there's so much theming. Well, the theming of La Cellier is gothic basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep,
1: Canadian dungeon,
2: <coughs> small, dark, gothic basement. So I, I don't want to hear the argument that the theming is what sets this apart. If this restaurant were to set outside of Disney par- uh, Disney property. This would not make it. That's my opinion. I don't, uh, La Cellier is one of those restaurants that I think, yeah, that's okay, but I do not understand why this is the hardest reservation on Disney property. In my estimation, this is a mediocre steakhouse
1: at best. One of the reasons why we did review it was because it went to the quote unquote all day menu. And it's two table service credits now all day. So basically what this means is that it's the same price for food whether you go for lunch or dinner. It's the same menu. So instead of that thing where you could go for a late lunch, save a little money, and kind of have your dinner, that's gone now. Now, before
2: we go into the actual food itself, I saw something which horrified me. And I talked about it on Twitter for, like, two hours until, like, people were kind of tired of hearing about it. (laughs) Your thumbs bled. Exactly. Uh, First of all, when you go in, they act like they're guarding the National Archives. You can't touch the declaration. Go sit down. I asked, we were there about 20 minutes early. I said, what's the chances that we could be seated a little bit early? None. There is no chance that you can be seated early. We are
1: busy all day. Our next reservation is
2: in March. And you think, calm down. Yeah. Just, you know, calm down.
1: What's weird about that is that when you make a reservation, they tell you, show up 20 minutes early. Mm-hmm. We show up 20 minutes early, and it was like it was an inconvenience. Oh, no, you can't check in until five minutes before your reservation.
2: We actually prefer you checked in at the exact time your reservation is really? for today. And chances are it'll be 15 or 20 minutes after that that you're seated. I thought, well, then wow. your system's broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole other rant. Uh, while we were sitting there, we went over and sat at one of the benches. And again, we were half hour, 20 minutes early. And the lady says to John, now, she's all four feet away from him. She says to him, you're going to have to come to the podium and answer some questions. Okay. It's like we're not trying to get through the Berlin Gate, okay? Yeah. So John goes up, and she says, are you using a dining plan? And he said, no. She goes, okay, you can sit down. And I thought, <laughs> you're four feet away. You couldn't have asked from wow. where you are. So, you know, we, we've heard this whole speech, and... This cast member is, as I said, she's guarding the mint. People coming in left and right. No. First reservation available is in March. You know, you can make your reservations 180 days in advance. Well, that's great when you're in Epcot and hungry. I'm going to make a reservation for six months from yeah. now. I'm looking to
1: eat today in your basement. The people who were turned away were incredible. The amount right. of people mm. we watched in that
2: S-
0: half hour. Was well, normally don't they have someone standing outside with a podium, outside the gate? I think the they gave up.
1: But do you know what she says? <clears throat> Go ask the woman at the podium. Well, we went
0: and she's. They've always told me no. I've always got no at the gate.
1: She's told me... We went to talk to her about checking in and she said, I have no communication with the front desk. So maybe something wasn't working. Maybe something wasn't working.
2: So we're sitting there and I watched a woman walk in. A middle-aged woman who told her story to the guardian. And she said you're going to have to speak to a manager. So they brought the manager out and I watched a middle-aged woman stand there and act very cutesy. And she said to the manager, I'm a local and I ain't in your restaurant very frequently and I can't get a reservation. <laughs> Our favorite server at Sanaa told us that I should speak to the manager of the restaurant and ask about a reservation. Huh. And the whole time she's standing there doing this whole Minnie Mouse act with her hands ringing and her toe up, dancing on her toe, and she's going, on do I'm sitting there thinking, you have just turned away dozens of people. The manager says, hang on just a second, and is gone for two minutes and comes back and says, I have a table for you at 7 o'clock.
0: Unbelievable.
2: Wow. And I thought to myself, I've seen this happen. I, I've told this story. We were at Chefs de France one time, and a man walked up and asked if there were tables available. And when he was told no, he got louder and louder and told him that his kids were crying and hungry and they were going to eat now. So they sat him ahead of everybody else that had a reservation. And I just watched this woman get a seven o'clock reservation for a party of four at a restaurant. They're telling that no, there's no reservations available until March. And this was a Saturday night, a Saturday night, you know, they were busy and I couldn't check in 20 minutes early.
1: I had to sit on Kevin. Do not get up. Do not get up.
2: And I, I wanted to say, well, if I dance around and put my, you know, finger in my cheek, is there a reservation where we'll I can call get in? the police? Right? Can <laughs> yeah. I get in twenty minutes earlier? So I think we talk about Disney training bad behavior. Yeah. This is bad behavior. And I think to myself, if you're told no, I suggest you use every weapon in your arsenal. Be cute. Be sweet. Dance around. Act angry, and you'll get what you want. I don't. I don't think that's the behavior any of us look to portray, but Disney's teaching us that if we do that, you'll get what you want. That's sad. I mean, a reservation at La Cellier at four thirty on a Friday after or Saturday afternoon for for seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Wow. Because her favorite res- reserver at Sanaa told her to ask for the ma- a manager, so you could go up and say anything. Exactly. So, all right, now let's get into the food. I find La Cellier. First
1: of all, I think you should talk about our table.
2: My nightstand is bigger.
0: <laughs> they yeah, the the two-seaters are small. They
2: sat us at a postage stamp next to a wall. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you it was the size of three iPads. I had to lean into the, into the walkway to cut my meat. It was sad. Because we were right up against the wall. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you my nightstand at home is bigger than the table at La Salle. La Salle is dark. The last time, the last several times I've been there, were at Christmas time. Bob and Diana and her their son, and our friends. We all used to have Christmas Eve dinner there. Right. And when Le Cellier is decorated for Christmas, there's a certain hominess about it that's not found in the other restaurants. First of all, this is the smallest restaurant at Epcot, other than um, the Tangerine Cafe. This is seats this has like forty. I think the
0: Tangerine Cafe is larger.
2: It has like forty five <laughs> seats in the entire restaurant. And I'm not joking when I tell you the decor is gothic basement. There are gothic arches and you're supposed to be Le Cellier means the cellar. So I don't understand the people who always tell me that this food is worth more because the atmosphere is so good that it makes the bad food more tolerable. Come on over and eat in my basement and I'll charge you forty five bucks <laughs> a meal. I promise you'll love it all right now to the food we've told you before that our favorite restaurant on property right now is bull and bear this is the price of bull and bear and i think the food service the decor everything at bull and bear is superlative i don't find this here granted you're in a theme park so that does add some convenience factor The appetizers, there's four appetizers artisanal cheeses, Cedar Creek clams, seared scallops, and Wagyu beef carpaccio, which is raw beef, with capers, radish, frise, flagship reserve cheddar, and lemon oil. We had. uh,
1: What did we have? We ordered off the. Well, first we started with the bread.
2: We started with the bread. They have the pretzel bread, which I love. You
1: know you can get that in Fresh Market and Publix.
0: I know. However, but I'm not at Fresh Market or Publix when I'm in Epcot. So the
1: that's... only thing I can say about that, that is incredible about this bread is that it's warm. It is warm. And it's they bring very out that good. That salted butter. I don't, I, you know what? I shouldn't degrade everything because
2: the bread is spectacularly good. We had the Canadian cheddar cheese soup at nine dollars a bowl, which I love. Uh, we had the rock crab salad. Which is uh, with cucumber, heirloom tomatoes, and citrus vinaigrette. That's $14. And I had La Cellier lobster chopped salad, which is mixed field greens, Eric Overt, avocado, tomatoes, and a Lake Meadow egg. Now, Lake Meadow is, quote, in quotes. So I wanted to ask the lady this isn't like the odd part of some animal and you're referring to it as an egg. And she looked at me like, what do you mean? I said, like, it's not like a prairie oyster, right? (laughs) The minute minute you start putting quotes around things, I'm kind of nervous. She said to me, sir, it's an egg. Okay, as long as it's an egg. I don't want to be surprised. But it's also $14. Um, Both of the salads were very good. I loved his rock crab salad. It comes in a timbal about the size of a tuna fish can on top of cucumbers and some dressing and stuff like that. Mine was a salad with lobster in it and a
1: Lakeview egg. It <laughs> a very interesting dressing. It had a very nice dressing it did, it, it, on it. Was,
2: it was very good. As a matter of fact, before, when the salad was gone, I said to John, I could order another one of those as an at- entree. It was a good salad. Here's where things started to fall apart. I, I decided to <laughs> go with the classic. There are what? 8 entrees, a prime rib new york strip, a golden tile fish, a grilled bone-in ribeye, a grilled wagyu short rib, lamb rack, roasted free-range chicken, seared veal tenderloin, winter squash ravioli, that's the vegetarian version, and the lacelleier mushroom fillet mignon. Now, I decided to go with the classic. And I figure the classic is the Canadian cheese soup. Now, we added the salad each. You get the bread, the soup, and your entree. And when I'm not reviewing, that's what we would have done. We ordered extra stuff just so we could come back and talk about it. Right. The mushroom filet, which was eight ounces of Canadian beef tenderloin, came on top of a wild mushroom risotto with wild truffle butter sauce. Everything had the same first of all I thought the Canadian cheddar cheese soup was way too thick I think if that was thinned out just a little bit it would be terrific it was almost like
1: glue mm. it was so thick my spoon stood up by itself however the cheese soup and you dip that pretzel bread in it Oh, it's, uh, forget yeah, it that's incredible Kill yourself. so it's not about eating the soup as a soup it's more like a dip Right. however then it's my soup dip. soup dip
2: then my oh. entree came and it was on gummy, wild mushroom risotto. So everything between the bread and the soup and the wild mushroom risotto, all I kept thinking is everything's got that same sort of thick, pasty consistency. I would say that my Canadian beef tenderloin was okay. It was $43. Wow. And I don't think when you spend $43, you should come out and think, well, that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think at that point, you should be saying that was an awesome steak. So, John, you had the Canadian New York strip with wilted spinach, uh, potato pavé, and a red wine reduction
1: at $44. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was a very good piece of meat. It was flavorful. It was done perfectly. Um, You tried the potatoes, which were just awful.
2: See, I I have a standard. I have a bar set. And again, I'm going to talk about bull and bear. Bull and bear does a potato pavé, and all that means is they slice the potatoes very, very thin, and they start layering them with cheese between them. And then as they bake them, they put weights on them so that when you come out, you have a very dense, layered potato that they slice into pieces the size of a small piece like a piece of lasagna and then as you eat it it sort of falls apart with the cheese gooey in the middle of it I have a bar for that I have a high standard this didn't meet the high standard I felt it was under seasoned I didn't think the potatoes were cooked all the way through they were a little crunchy and again I think to myself this is a $44 meal this, John should be telling me this might be the best food he's ever tasted. Right. Mm.
1: It was a good steak. It was good. I mean, it, I can't say it was bad. I think one of the things that when you eat this type of meal and you eat a steak, you think of other places where you can eat a steak. And we mm-hmm. talk about Bull and Bear. But other something else is the Yachtsman. Mm-hmm. And Yachtsman far surpasses this meal. Oh, wow. I mean, just it's. Light years above what we had, the steak, the quality of the steak. That's my opinion of, of their steak. So maybe if we ordered different, maybe if we tried something else, but this is what people go for. They go for, he said, they go for the soup and they go for the bread and they go for a steak. So
2: I think the backlash I'm feeling to this is the difficulty it was to get this reservation. I would never make a reservation for us to have dinner at 4.30 on a Saturday afternoon. Mm. However, it was the first reservation that was available. I didn't know if I did a little song and dance in the lobby that I could eat at 7 o'clock. Yeah, And I'm not above a song and dance. (laughs) I also think the backlash is to people's reaction to this restaurant that this is the only place on Disney property where you have to eat. And I think to myself, well, within a week or two, we had Disney at, or dinner at the Brown Derby, which was similarly priced, but I walked away from the Brown Derby dinner thinking, A, I can't really get this stuff elsewhere. B, this might be – they have an appetizer there that I think is – it's a prosciutto cake with tete de moine cheese, which actually translates to hair of the monk, I believe – but mm-hmm. I think it's appetizing. <laughs> well, it's a special kind of cheese and you cut it a certain way with it. You have to have a special machine to cut it and when it does it, it makes this kind of ruffled Florette. cheese that it looks huh. at the top of someone's head. However, the cheese is spectacular. We found it in France at Fauchon, okay. And we got a whole pound and a half of it to take back to the hotel. I
1: think it speaks volumes to what this meal was when all we do is talk about other places. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like
2: so I think that the 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 pushback is This is wildly hard to get a reservation. Uh, The atmosphere is aptly named. It's La Cellier.
0: Here's the thing. I've been noticing lately that now three times in the last few months, I have been able to get reservations at La Cellier with a couple days' notice, including New Year's Eve. But that was a pre-fixed dinner, a little bit different. I'm on Disney Dining right now for this Thursday at 4.10 p.m. I got to tip.
1: But again, if you want to work, if you want to eat at four o'clock and pay a dinner
0: price, right, right.
1: I mean, you're talking about something that's not convenient. I mean, that's you, how we got a four thirty. I think yeah. someone canceled. And it if really.
2: you want to sit at my nightstand in the basement,
1: in <laughs> <laughs> a I mean, there's you know, it it the atmosphere is kind of dark. And I mean, it, it was it's almost. Comedic, the way they have to now come and try to position the plates because your table is so small. And we actually had it. to do
2: the plate ballet, where before she could put stuff down, John and I had to pick okay. stuff up and hold it.
0: Sorry, I can also get seven forty-five on Thursday.
2: Oh, well, wow. would you asked me to review a restaurant. Right? No, no,
0: no. I'm saying, I'm just saying that it's getting. I, I, I think, I think <laughs> the the. I'm starting to think that maybe the overwhelming popularity of this restaurant has started to crash.
2: Well, I understand that it <clears throat> used to be one table service credit. Mm-hmm. So you could have a nice sit down dinner in Epcot for a one table service credit. And I'm not a big proponent of the food the dining plan, but I can see where this would have been popular. This would have been considered one of the upper restaurants in Epcot, and you could do it for one dining plan. Well, now they've taken away the lunch menu, and now it's two table service credits.
1: And that's why.
2: And you're still sitting in a Gothic basement. Mm -hmm. And this is an
1: expensive meal. What was it, 128 or something like that? For the two of us. Wow. And the
2: entire time we kept thinking, now we review a restaurant, because this is what we do for this show. Right. But the entire time the two of us kept saying, We could have gone to Bull and Bear. Mm. Or Yachtsman. Or Yachtsman. Yachtsman's right. Or narcisses for this money. Narcooses for those who don't live here. So I think in my mind, I kept playing the we could have game. And then after eating at the Brown Derby the other night, I'm back again. This is, we could have eaten elsewhere
1: for this much money. And we kind of didn't even want to do dessert. We thought, why should we even do dessert?
2: It was... So I don't think that this restaurant is bad And I don't want anybody to think I'm knocking it I think the problem I have is that It has such a reputation And I mean to sit there And watch the guardian of the goods To to keep turning people (laughs) away
0: and of the
2: because she's not telling people you can eat at four ten on Wednesday, she's telling people come yeah. back in March.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing too. It's funny because you're finding reservations. It wasn't even as if she even pretended to type at a typewriter and yeah. look at them and go, oh, "No, there's nothing about." She just said, "Oh no, there's nothing about." I think
2: Walmart. it's a kind of arrogance that they're pretty sure that those rest of those reservations are going to be full. So why yeah. would I have to help you?
0: I just I'll say that you know my last my last few visits there I've I've had disappointing meals at La Salle. I won't say I haven't. My last. And again, I don't know if that I can really use New Year's Eve as a uh, as, as a standard because it was uh, everyone was seated at the same. There were two seatings. Everybody was seated at the same time, uh, and it was a, a very limited menu, and it was absolutely delicious. And you were escorted
2: outside to watch fireworks and things. No, like
0: No, 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 no. That was the second seating. Oh, got okay. that? Um, if you were on the first seating, no. Uh, but, <laughs> they turned the
1: lights on and off real fast. Right. Ooh, look, happy New Year,
0: um, but. <clears laughs> You know, I've had I've had some very good experiences there. I agree with you though that I think it is uh, at two table service credits. I think a bit much, and uh, I don't understand why they don't move this to a larger location. (laughs) Um,
2: Blow
1: out the root store upstairs and make it two levels.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: right.
1: Listen, they're going to get mad at me, but take out the movie. (laughs) you got all that space in there where that movie is. (laughs) Oh, don't write me letters. You you know,
2: I'm going to be accused of being a snob. I'm not. Good food is good food. I don't, I'm not overwhelmed by this. And for the amount of money they're charging, I should come back and tell you, that this
1: is really, really good, and you should try it. Again, it wasn't bad. I can't say, oh, this turned out to be bad, or my, my food food was hot, it was cooked correctly. The theme of this restaurant is restaurant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if no. theming is one of those things that's really important to you, the theme is red. It's
1: very Phantom of the Opera with those fake candles with the, the flickering
3: handle. I was there when they opened for lunch the one day and they they play the Canadian anthem and they all stand and they all sing and yeah, I, I thought that was cute or you know that was like the Disney touch. Yeah,
0: okay. I'm an, I'm an American. I'm not singing somebody else's national anthem.
3: Well, no, I mean I you know, I mean I stood there. I mean, I get that they're trying to do something, but if
0: I the had the Canadians this, there want to stand up and do that. I think that's yes. I think that's lovely. But
3: I'll even take my hat off. But I think it seems like, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna... we get a lot of people when when you know, we get the newbies that are coming to Disney that they go, Oh, my friend said I had to go to La Cellier. It's sorta of like the urban legend, like you can't go to Disney unless you go there. You can,
2: trust me, but you can.
3: More people who've you know been there now know that you could go to Yachtsman or you could do Bowl and Bear. It's not like Le Cellier is the place to go anymore. Jasmine is
2: what would you say? A 10 or 15 minute walk yeah, away? it's yeah. not that far. Right. And if Get you want Get your hand stamped and go.
1: And if you want to stay in the park, go to Chefs de France. I mean, you know, you're talking about yeah. there is quality food in the park.
0: There is. <clears throat> there absolutely is. And even at, uh, uh, um, oh, it's Italy. Uh, uh, of Italia? Tuto Italia. Yeah. Phenomenal food. Absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal food at Tudor Italia. Um, So, you know, even if if French food isn't your thing, uh, which uh, even if it's not your thing or you think it's not your thing, you have to try Chefs de France. You really do. Yes. The food is fantastic. Um, And and to to tell you, there are some really good options. I think your point is well taken. There's some very, very good options. Uh, Those options do not include Mexico. Um, They do not include Morocco.
2: Norway's a specialized thing.
0: Norway, you gotta, yeah, you gotta like Norway. (laughs) You gotta like Norway. You gotta
2: like reindeer. I will say,
0: I will say that the last few meals I've had in England at the Rose and Crown have been very good. Um, So, I mean, there are options. There Mm -hmm. are options. And, uh, you know, I'm, like I said, my last couple of experiences at La Celia were quite good. Um, But, I think I agree with you. It's not worth the hand wringing and hair pulling no. that is usually necessary or, or historically has been necessary to get a reservation there.
2: I agree. And again, because after this, the emails start pouring in and the threads start on the boards mm-hmm. that you know. Well, I disagree. I, I, I think that's great. Disagree. This is an opinion. However, if you're if you know, if what you're going to tell me is that all of these things predicate your enjoyment on, at a restaurant, this doesn't really have all of that. No. It's a restaurant in what they consider the basement. <laughs> and it's a steakhouse. And your local Outback is a third of the price and just as good.
0: Mm, i don't know if i agree with that i don't know if an outback steak is going to be as good as what i've gotten a outback.
2: i find Do the outback special yeah. to be worth every Do, penny really yeah yep. and it's a third of the price i this wasn't a well then again
0: i haven't eaten at an outback in like 50 years so
2: this isn't a 45 five dollar meal in my opinion
1: and that's before the 14 dollar salad
0: mm. now, that's expensive say, no question
1: i must say kevin did go in with a chip on his shoulder because we eat the 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 lobby was very crowded and they were trying to keep us entertained so they were doing trivia.
2: Oh, at one geez. point he was asked
1: to stop playing. So <laughs> like the kids...
2: They did not even accept my, my offer to play for money. <laughs> He's like, i can going make money out of this. They Sorry. were playing for stickers and the lady finally said to me, you have to stop. I said, well, what if I give my stickers to children? She goes, no, you still have to stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, well, thank you very much, John and Kevin for that review that will do it for this episode we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz unplugged thanks for listening everybody and remember stay out of the damn lakes. or the damn cellar
3: <laughs>
0: the gothic cellar